right. Welcome back to another episode of First Generation Bowhunter. I'm Adam, as always, and this is episode 17. Welcome. If you're not already a subscriber, hit subscribe, follow on Spotify or Apple Podcast. I'd appreciate it. We've got some great stuff in store and some interviews that are coming up. The interviews with Mike Merrill and Kendall Card were also pretty great. If you want to drop back to those, those uh, had some really good stories, good inspiration. If you're just starting out, because hey, if you're a first generation bow hunter, you are in the right place. And if you are liking the episodes, drop in on Apple Podcasts, drop a review and a rating. I'd really appreciate it. And I'd uh, thank you. Thank you very much. In this episode, 17. I want to share a very unique, scary, exhilarating, freaking awesome experience. It wasn't freaking awesome. It was freaking scary. I had a run-in with a bear. So I wanted to replay everything that led up to this, what the experience was like. It's probably the first time I've ever really sat down and explained what happened. So I want to do that today. And I think as I've shared the story or the video of it, you know, little bits and pieces and Facebook groups, I've heard of other stories that are similar. And I think it's important to share these stories because if you do find yourself in this situation, it could be helpful to hear the story before you get into that to know what to do. I had actually heard of someone else's bear encounter while they were bow hunting. And I just from hearing what they had experienced, I knew what to do. And I was pretty happy about that, obviously, in the moment. You never think it's going to happen to you, though. I mean, think about it. You're like, oh, I'm hunting in this place and everything's going to be fine. And you just don't, you always think about deer hunting or elk hunting or whatever you're after. You don't think about the unexpected so much. And in hunting, you have to be very, very comfortable with the unexpected. All right, so let me cue this up and we'll talk about the bear encounter. I'd been hunting for a few weeks with my son. He was about 10. I was taking him out because I had this really unique limited draw entry for elk. And I took him out a few weeks. He didn't do very well. I mean, he lasted maybe an hour or two. I was new to elk hunting with a bow, and I had gotten some really good information because it was such a strong tag, and I got some awesome directions, some great places to go, and I really felt like I had a lot of you know, things in my favor. But still, when you get out there, if you're kind of new to elk hunting, you don't really may know what you're doing. I brought some calls with me, but I was new to calling. And then this is going to sound dumb, but I'm just going to say it. I didn't call because I practiced a few times and I probably sounded awful, but I was actually more worried about like scaring them off thinking it was too early in the season to call. Looking back now, I should have just called. I should have just tried. I Anyway, because sometimes you overthink the rut. 
if you are there at the perfect time, if it's a week early, if it's a week late, if it's right in the, the heat of the time. I thought I was early as, as I've talked to others and I looking back now, I should have just I should have just done it. Probably would have sounded super awful, super squealy, but all right. So the way this hunt worked, I hunted three weekends in a row. At the time, that's about all I could really put into this. And I was, you know, a little bummed I couldn't put more into it and take more time off, but it was a difficult time of year. Uh, and I was still kind of an early hunter, I'd say. I'd taken a few, I think one or two deer at this point with a bow. So I was, I was, I had been doing bow hunting for a long time, but I was definitely new to elk. I'd only done one rifle elk hunt when I was like probably 10 or 15 years ago. That just kind of was a bust. Nothing really came of it. So I'm new to this. I'm trying to learn as much as I can. And this was the, the hunt that my bow got stolen four weeks before I went out. So I had a loner bow and I was trying to get used to it, trying to feel comfortable. There's just a lot of things that were a little fragile. So I take my son out and I'm excited because I'm new to bow hunting. He's very, very new to it. He's new to hunting and I'm trying to show him a few things, show him what I know. And I'm just like, man, I just want some kind of cool encounter that he can have. I remember we were in the four wheeler and we're driving around these really epic mountains in Utah. Just I, I had a really good time. There's a lot of good views. Obviously, you want to see an animal. Obviously, you want those encounters. All in all, it was a really, really cool trip, and I got to spend some great time with my son. The first night we showed up, it was the night before opener, and we are driving around. I said, hop in. Let's just kind of get a lay of the land, and we saw so many deer. And that was the first time... He'd ever really seen deer that close and, and being able to kind of experience that within, you know, 50 yards. So he lit up, I lit up. Those kind of encounters are just really, really cool. So we hunted. I placed a few trail cams because I knew I was going to come back a few more weeks, and I'm so glad I placed, placed trail cams. I got some really good shots of, of deer, but... I did not catch one elk on my trail cam on any of them. I was really bummed. I was so bummed. Not to skip to the end, but that was that was kind of a bummer. Went around a lot. It was a pretty heavy hunted area. Definitely a lot of other encounters with hunters. And that's something I, I learned. I, I, when I had hunted before, it was a little bit more quieter. I'm not at the same trailhead so much. I very I had very few encounters with other hunters. And this one was like my first one where like I'd be walking down. Okay, this is what happened. So I grabbed my son. I'm like, hey, let's walk down this area. And we're walking down and this guy stops us and he's like, there's already hunters down there. And I was like, oh, all right. How are you doing? Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to like mess anything up for others, but you know, and he just was a little, and I get it. I mean, you wait all year and this is like very finite time that you can hunt. 
he just was, he was a little surly. So we backed out of there and I was a little bummed because that was one of the spots that I really wanted to go. But every time I went, there was like four, four wheelers just lined up. And, uh, I don't know. So good learnings. Uh, lots of walking, lots of time in the four wheeler. We, we covered some really cool ground. We sat on water. We got into some really cool, unique places. Just could not spot any elk. Couldn't spot anything. It was, it was rough. And so went back another time and he wanted to go again. And I was like, oh, cause it, I mean, elk hunting, especially it's pretty rough. And I was trying to go easy on him, but I definitely could have gone farther, but I'm like, all right, he's, he's barely 10. I gotta make sure this is somewhat of a positive experience for him and not go too hard, too fast with him. And it's new to me too. So I'm just trying to balance of how much do we put into this of how much we're going to get back. So we hunted that second time, this nothing, tried a few different spots, different, different places, man, it was, uh, it was a bummer. And I knew the tag in my pocket was very unique. It was very sought after. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I just, I feel like I was just going in super unprepared. Like I had some knowledge, but just wasn't, wasn't that good. So the third time I went back third weekend and I was like, this is it after this. Like I just really can't go back again and I have to make this one count. So I go out alone this time and now I know the area really well and I'm feeling, you know, comfortable. I, I know where to go and want to check out some spots, check out some water and things like that. Well, we we had a few different ways we were kind of going about it. And one of the ways obviously was just sitting on water, being very still, trying to let them come to us. That took a lot of patience, but when I was alone, I thought, all right, I'm really going to do this. I am going to be so still. I'm going to be so quiet. And if, if they're going to come in there, there's no way they're going to know I'm here. I was watching my sense. I was watching the wind. I was trying to cover all those different angles. Well, I'm sitting there. I think I started sitting probably about 7 a.m., get into a really good spot that I was pretty excited about. And I am just sitting there and I'm like, all right, here we go. Super quiet, feeling, feeling really good. Well, like one hour goes by, two hour goes by, just no action, nothing. And I'm like, just hold out, just hold out, be patient. Three hours go by, about four hours goes by. And you know, I'm getting stiff. I like got to move around a little bit. I'm kind of getting itchy. And so I eat a little bit, kind of get up, move around, try to get, get my bearings a little bit. It's like, all right, what am I going to do? Am I going to keep going here? I mean, I've been here for a while. And I was like, you know, I'm going to give this a little bit more time. And so I, I sat down for about another hour and I was just super still, super quiet. Not making any noise. 
And all of a sudden, I hear these branches cracking about probably 20, 30 yards away from me. And they, they just sound super close. And I think, oh, my gosh, this is it. Like, all this time, all this research, all everything that I've put into this thing is coming down to this moment. Well, the thing was, it was coming up behind me, these noises. And I'm thinking, how am I going to turn around, pull my arrow back, and get a shot off? Because it was coming in quick. And, you know, from the YouTube videos that I'd seen and the encounters, I'm trying to replay this in my head. Just what am I going to do? What are those decisions that I'm going to make? I don't want to blow it. I don't want to mess up. So I'm sitting super still. I've got my arrow knocked. And I, I think I even put my release in the D loop and I was just, I was like, Oh man, I, I'm ready. This is going to happen. And so that adrenaline was just kicking in every little crunch, every little branch as it was coming closer. I just like couldn't contain myself. I was just so excited. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to shoot an elk. It's going to be amazing. Bring it home. And just, I, I, was just getting all sorts of excited, just putting out these scenarios of what this was going to be like. So I'm sitting there and and it was almost like a game to me, like how quiet and still I could be as every little sound came closer. Well, it starts getting pretty close. I'm thinking like, maybe it's another hunter. I mean, it's right on top of the almost. And I'm thinking, all right, I, I got to turn around. I, I mean, if it's an elk, great. Let's let's shoot it. But if it's like a hunter, I, I need to turn around. I need to, hey, how's it going? You know, <laughs> I'm right here. Because I was hidden pretty well, especially from that angle. I was kind of on a hill, mid-hill, had really good tree coverage all around me. Whew, okay. So these noises are getting really close. And I'm just thinking like, man, something if this is a person, they're about to tap me on the shoulder. That's just how close it was. And obviously adrenaline's going crazy and I'm fantasizing of these, you know, this elk head on my wall. And yeah, it was, it was uh, really quite interesting. So I turn around and I'm like, here we go. And I got my bow and I'm kind of crunched up, you know, I got my hand forward and my got my bow ready and I turn around and there is a black bear pretty good size I'd say definitely an adult wasn't like a kid or a cub or anything oh man it's it was in that moment that I just thought it this is gonna sound dumb but I was like okay it's a black bear what do you do for black bears? Like I, it just literally, that was like the first thing in my mind that went through my head. I was like, there's something, there's definitely a way to do this. I want to make sure I do it right. And it took me a second or two. And then I realized, okay, this is what I should do. I, I just, I kind of shut down for a second, but then I like sprang into action there was a lot going on. So first thing I did is I caught my phone. It was on my backpack. It wasn't even on my chest. Normally I'll have it in my binocular bag, but it wasn't there. 
So I, I reach over and I get my phone and I start recording and I have video of this and you can check out my Instagram. I'll, I'll put it as my latest post is that at Adam underscore Buchanan. So I start recording and I don't know why I was recording. I don't know why that felt so important in exchange for possible danger to my life. But what I don't show in the video was that I had a revolver on my chest, on my bino bag. I had that. And so I'm recording in one hand, got my gun ready, cocked. And I mean, that, that thing was ready to shoot. And I, I kind of felt like a, like a cop, you know, like, like with the flashlight over the hand, but I had my, my video going. So I'm sitting there and I'd say about 15 yards. Yeah, it was, it was something. And once I got up and turned around, the bear stopped and was like, oh, this thing I'm smelling is, is a thing. There's more to this thing. So I get up and I'm facing him off. I'm standing and I just, so I've got my video going. I've got my gun out and it was weird too, because I had this thought of, I feel more comfortable with the bow than I do the gun. And I just thought, oh, but then I'm thinking, okay, I've got six shots in this revolver and I've got one arrow. So if I'm shaking, if I am adrenaline rushing, if I'm freaking out, I feel a little bit better right now about the six shots versus the the one arrow. And if I shoot it, you know, am I going to just wound it, scare it? Is it going to be like, oh, heck no, and come charge me? Serious decisions all over. I don't have bear spray, which, you know, was a learning. That was that was a mistake, I'd say. I was glad I at least had a gun. I think that was that was good. So I'm having this face off and I just, and then it was coming back to me and, you know, these videos that I'd seen in these Facebook groups, fellow bow hunters, someone particularly shared a, an encounter and they were talking to the bear in kind of a low tone. And it was like, you know, Hey bear, Hey bear, you got to go, go away. Kind of a low tone. And that is the thing you're supposed to do. You're, you know, try to make yourself big, put your hands up above your head slowly. Uh, don't make any jerky movements. Don't run away. Also talk to a bear encounter specialist. I am just a bow hunter. I'm not a professional bear tamer. So seek professional advice. And this is for entertainment purposes only. I feel like I should say that. I feel like that's a good disclaimer to put right there to kind of cover my butt. So I'm having this face off and I just can't speak. I know I'm supposed to speak, but I just can't because one, I'd been alone for so long. And two, I'd been sitting for like five hours in silence. It was, it was really quite something. In the video, you can hear me talking and I you know, finally get it out. I'm like, hey bear, hey bear, you know. But you have to you have to hear it and and know that. I hadn't spoken in, you know, half a day and I just, yeah, it was just kind of interesting. You feel kind of paralyzed a little bit. Like I can't do this. You know, you, you gotta do something, but it was, so then on the other side of that, 
I just felt this exhilaration. I felt alive. I just felt, oh, I felt like a man, you know? I felt like there's just video cameras filming all this, and I was going to have this showdown with this bear, and wow, it there's just nothing quite like it. And I'm not trying to make light of the situation. I'm trying to share the multiple angles of what happened. But there was definitely that element of, wow, kind of beat your chest like I am in the wild and I can either be predator or prey. It was so raw and so primitive. It's just, it's hard to manufacture. I mean, it's hard to plan. It's hard to think that up of how that could have gone. You know, at 12.07, this encounter was going to happen in the middle of the afternoon after I'd been sitting forever. So I was kind of working through that. And then, and all this is happening within a matter of seconds. It's not like I'm sitting here having a 18 minute, you know, define the relationship with this bear. I mean, this is, it's just happening so quick. So then like the more life flashes before your eyes experience happens. And I'm thinking, huh, I could die. I could be mauled by a bear. That would be, that would be, uh, super unfortunate. I would not like door number three. I don't like what's behind that door. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of how, how is my wife going to find out? I have zero service. I mean, I, I can't call. I, I can't do anything like that. And there was a few hunters in that particular area, but I wasn't seeing a whole lot of people. So I'm thinking, man, you know, they're going to find my truck at my campsite right, 10 miles away from here. They're not going to know where I am. I don't have my, uh, I had my spot, uh, GPS locator kind of thing. So I, I could have activated that and that, you know, would have been fine and probably gotten to me sooner. But then I was thinking like, if this happens really quick, I'm not going to be able to press that button. And I'm just thinking like how, you know, you'd find my four wheeler, on this somewhat traveled road. And then I wasn't, I was pretty far from the four wheeler. I mean, you just have to figure out like what direction would they have gone. And so I was going through that and I just thought, man, how terrible is that going to be for my wife and my kids to experience that and for it to be super drawn out and not hear from me for a few days and start to ask questions and ask for help. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like I was just getting sick to my stomach thinking through that and obviously you know not having a father not having a husband and thinking uh, through the great sorrow that would be as well I would hope so I hope they'd be sorrowful somewhat sorrowful a lot of things going through my head and I'm just like oh my word and it's almost like these rush of emotions come in and this exhaustion hits um so there's lot going on. So obviously I can muster out some words and you could see in the video, you know, I captured it there where the, the bear actually stood up on its hind legs, kind of had both paws out front. And at this point it kind of backed off a little bit. So I'd say that was probably 20, 25 yards. And well, I tell you when that bear stood up on the hind legs and started kind of waving at the air, I was like, Whoa, 
like, what does that mean? You know, I'm thinking, <laughs> flipping through my little bear encounters 101, like section 2.17. I wonder what it says about the bear waves, uh, you know. Wow. And it was, it was far enough away where I was like, all right, I'm going to have a pretty good chance here. I mean, if that was 10 feet away, oh, I would have been, I would have been beside, I don't even know what I would have done. I'm not sure I'd be here. So it was fairly far away. I finally get out those words and it, it turns and runs off and it's like, all right, this isn't going to be an easy meal. Another thing that went through my head was, you know, I had a clear shot and it was far enough away where I thought, you know, I could get a shot. I don't know how accurate I'm going to be. It's a short barrel, a very short barrel charter arm revolver. It's a 38 special. Nothing big, nothing crazy. Obviously, you can go the 44 mag route. I got a 44 mag. It's just, it's really, really large and, and heavy. And, um, but I guess looking back now, it's like, yeah, screw it. Like, carry whatever you got. Doesn't matter when you're in those situations. And I was just thinking, all right, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm sitting here thinking, if I shoot this bear and I hit it, then I kill the bear. And that's going to be unfortunate. I have to get that thing back to the four-wheel. I have to go report it and, and go through all that. If I shoot the gun and I miss, and I piss off the bear, and it's like, yeah, I'll come over. Let's have a let's have a little boxing fight. That was scary. And I'm thinking, okay, do I shoot a few rounds and then grab my bow and then get a really good shot off with an arrow? What if he's moving around? Like all these things are going through my head. And the other thought I had was, Adam, if you if you shoot your gun and you miss, it's gonna scare all the elk away. <laughs> and my elk hunt is just gonna totally end because those elk are gonna be like, we don't like it over there. Oh my gosh. Like, so some of this stuff was normal and rational. Some a few things were super irrational. I think what I took away from that and in the hours after, right? Again, spent alone. I was sitting there and I was kind of going through what had just happened. I kind of thought, thought through that a little bit, like what just happened and how did you respond? It was a very good time for me to kind of have some self-introspection and really think about how was I prepared? How did I have that knowledge? What could I have done better? There was a lot going on. Holy cow. So I have one of those heart rate monitors on my wrist made by Sunto. <laughs> so after the you know the bear runs off and I'm like, okay, back to elk hunting, I guess. I sit down. I go through the little history of my heart rate and my resting heart rate before was like 70. Like I was basically doing yoga on that mountainside. 70 is pretty good for me. Super, super low. <laughs> when the bear came in, I could see it like second by second, minute by minute, jumped up to like 150, 160. My, my heart was going crazy. Super crazy. Oh my gosh. So that was my bear encounter. And I was really grateful that I'd been paying attention on the Facebook groups and wasn't ignoring these bear encounter posts. 
I think we see those and we're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's good information. Okay, that won't happen to me. I'm really glad I slowed down and I read through that post. He had posted a, a similar video and I'd watched it and I was paying attention to what he was saying. And so it was almost like I'd kind of unconsciously gone through that experience before. Yeah, well, thankfully my son wasn't with me. And that, that was a big thing I really took away. And almost something I immediately thought of along with the other flush of just tons of uh, information was I am so glad my son is not here because if by some reason that bear was to charge and start attacking us, of course I'm going to get in the way. I'm going to fight it. I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to go after it. And I just thought, how terrible would it be for my son, 10 years old, to see his dad get mauled by a bear in front of his eyes? So that was actually going through my head too. Or I get so badly injured, the bear takes off, and I like am bleeding out. Oh, man. It was just, there was just so many things that hit me. And I share that with you not to instill like these horror stories of like, oh my gosh, you had very negative thoughts. Uh, no, it was a very primal response to a very uh, primal experience and encounter. And I share that with you because I think it is highly important to get prepared and understand what would you do in that encounter? What are you doing or have done to be prepared for something like that? Do you carry a handgun? So I never bow hunt without a handgun. And I'd always had one with me, you know, leading up to that. I was kind of carried one in the chest. and But obviously now I'm, it's like cemented in. I may up the caliber a little bit. Normally I just carry that, that 38. But So I submit that to you, and I want you to think about that. As, as a first-generation bow hunter, you, you may not have experience, uh, a lot of experience in the field and seeing how other people do it. Or you might just be kind of watching YouTubes or, you know, self-learning. There's just so many unexpected things that can happen. And that was one of my biggest. And I'll never forget that experience. Uh, in some ways, I'm glad I had it because I can share it with others. I can share the video. I can kind of help people you know, just be informed. Uh, in other ways, I wish it wouldn't have happened. Um, obviously, that's our body being like, hey, I don't like being uncomfortable. It's not fun. But I think for the majority of how I feel is I, I feel like I'm glad that it's happened because now when I go hunting with my sons, with my kids, if something was to happen, I, I am now way more informed. I know what to do. I can be prepared. So that was my, that's my bear encounter story. Oh man. I, it's funny how our brain, I've talked about this with previous hunts. If we miss or if we hit a deer, we really lock into those, those key minor details. And as I'm talking and I'm reliving this again, just all those little minor details come back. It's the brain is so powerful. Just me grabbing my bow, grabbing my gun, grabbing my phone, talking to the bear, the heightened excitement, but the fear and the, the relief. I mean, it just, 
like you didn't feel all those things again. It's just really quite remarkable. So I hope that story was enjoyable and I hope that just educates you a little bit more, at least just makes you stop and think what country am I in? Where, you know, <laughs> what other predators are out there that could really endanger my life? And how am I preparing for it? Keep those things in mind. If you've got any questions or want to talk more about this experience, I'd also be happy to join a podcast as well. Open to uh, joining and guesting. If you've got one, happy to uh, talk through that. That'd be fantastic. Join me on Instagram at um, Adam underscore Buchanan. That video will be posted and you should be able to find it. It'll also be tagged first generation bow hunter. So if you're not listening to this in real time, you should be able to find it. It's uh, I think I've posted it twice now. So this will be the third time that I share it. Or you can just drop me a line and be like, hey, where's that video? And I'll just uh, zip it over to you on Instagram. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, drop a uh, review on Apple Podcasts, and engage on the polls and the Q&A on Spotify. Thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next episode.